This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, this is Eddie Turner, your host for the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and leadership insights. I'm excited to talk about today one of the most comprehensive leadership development programs at the college level in the world. And it's run by its founding managing director, General Tom Colditz, a true leadership expert. He'll talk about the work being done at the Rice Universities and in John Doerr Institute for New Leaders. The work being done there is fantastic and you'll hear more about it right after this message. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Eddie Turner, LLC delivers executive and leadership coaching, professional speaking, facilitation services, and management consulting across the globe. Eddie Turner, LLC also creates voiceovers, serves as a master of ceremonies, as a panel and event moderator, and provides national media commentary. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Whenever I see my guests for today, I'm not sure if I should shake his hand or drop down and give him 50 push-ups. He really knows about leadership from the battlefield to the boardroom. He's been featured in countless media outlets, including Bloomberg, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, NBC, Inc., The Washington Times. He's authored his own book, and he's even authored articles for Harvard Business Review. In a article entitled Renewing the American Leadership, GE's former CEO, Jeff Immel, said that they wanted to teach legendary leadership skills so much that they brought in my next guest, and that is General Tom Kolditz. He's an internationally recognized expert on crisis management and is the founding director of the Ann and John Doerr Institute for New Leaders at Rice University, the most comprehensive, evidence-based, university-wide leader development program in the world. It serves all 6,200 students at Rice, and the Dora Institute is among the largest leadership development enterprises in the great state of Texas. He's led the leadership development program or the leadership programs at West Point and Yale School of Management. 
He's a Brigadier General who received the Distinguished Service Medal, the Army's highest award for service, and is a fellow in the American Psychological Association. In 2017, he received the prestigious Warren Bennis Award for Excellence in Leadership, a distinction shared with noteworthy people such as Howard Schultz, Doris Kearns Goodwin, and Bill George. And he recently was ranked as number six by global gurus on their coaching lists. He holds a BA from Vanderbilt, three master's degrees, a PhD in psychology. Please welcome General Colbitz. Thank you. Welcome to, welcome to the show. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm stuttering. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. That was a terrific introduction. I appreciate it. Well, I'm excited because... You know, I, I'm used to seeing you, and probably in full disclosure, I should let people know, you're not a regular guest. You're actually one of my customers, and the fact that I'm one of the 30 coaches uh, that were selected as a vendor to support your organization. Um, and so I'm used to hearing you speak at Rice and, and different events and things that happen around the campus, but I didn't really get a chance to know you well and understand just how brilliant you were until we were working on the MECO designation, which Rice ended up taking the gold designation. And so I got a chance to work with you at a different level, and I, I just became uh, intrigued by your depth of knowledge. And it's just not a lot of people that I consider to really be true leadership gurus, but you really have uh, a depth of experience around leadership. And of course, you've written a leadership book. But I wanted to spend some time talking to you today about the, the work at Rice and what uh, that means. Can you first of all tell people what the Door Institute is? Sure, I can. Uh, the, the Door Institute for New Leaders at Rice is a university-wide leader development enterprise with the mission of increasing the capacity of Rice students to lead. So we're not a research organization, we're not a classroom teaching organization, we're a leader development enterprise. Uh, and we use a number of evidence-based methods to make sure that we are in fact developing students, including uh, offering one-on-one -on -one coaching to every student in the school who wants it. And Eddie, you're a great example of the level of professional coaches that we use in our program. We don't use any untrained advisors, any mentors, any alumni. It's a completely professional program at the largest scale of any university that we know. Well, thank you, Tom. Now, here's the question. Some people might argue, well, every university has coaching for students. How is this different? Well, first of all, most universities don't use professional coaches. They use coaches that they train on weekends. Some of them use student coaches. And most often, leadership programs are not university-wide. They're internal to a business school or an engineering school. But at Rice, we offer this kind of opportunity to every single student in the school who wants it. And we get about a 30% take rate. So we've coached more than 1,700 students here at Rice, all with professional ICF trained coaches like yourself. Uh, and it is truly across the university, all seven schools, architecture, business, engineering, music, humanities, social sciences, and natural sciences. So we're, we're vastly different in that respect in that we are a university level enterprise. We're not a small boutique program that exists inside of a business school or engineering school. 
Wow. And you all do something very different. Uh, when you say you're university-wide, you're touching every aspect of a university, which is a big differentiator. But you all do something different than what most, not only universities do, but even some of my executive coaching clients, where I'm brought into corporations, don't do. And can you tell the listeners about how you know how effective your program is? Well, sure. You know, Rice University is a tier one research university. And here, evidence and numbers matter. Consequently, we have internal to our organization, a position we call the managing director for measurement. And that person runs a small team of PhD research psychologists whose only job is to measure our outcomes. They don't have to create programs or fix programs. They just have to tell me as the executive director how our programs perform. And they measure very sophisticated psychological variables like leader identity, uh, developmental readiness. They measure 21 behavioral competencies. Uh, and we've been uh, tapped by uh, a significant number of organizations that want to learn more about how to measure leadership outcomes. For example, the Obama Foundation has collaborated with us along with uh, KIPP schools and, and others who are interested in measuring leadership effects. Wow, so yes, you all are measuring everything and you have a full-time tenured professor, Dr. Brown, who took over that role and uh, is just doing some amazing work and the things that get produced, the data that gets produced is just fascinating. And so much so that uh, the rigor, not only do you all hire professionally trained coaches, as you mentioned, but what happens if a coach is not able to keep up to the level of measurement uh, that's coming in from the baseline from Dr. Brown? Well, we have a rating that Dr. Brown manages for every single coaching session from two perspectives, the perspective of the student and the perspective of the coach. And if uh, we ever get a, a rating from one of those individuals that is a three or lower on a scale of five, uh, the measurement director gets an immediate automatic email through Qualtrics. And then he passes that to uh, Ruth Reitmeyer, who's our so assistant director for coaching. And she contacts that individual by phone and asks and gets more information about, you know, what the, the issue or the problem was. So we are very, very aggressive at making sure that every single session from every single coach uh, is effective for our students and well-received. And this measurement really drives everything that we do. It drives, the, frankly, uh, recognition of the need for the Door Institute. One of the things we've done is we've also measured these same leadership variables in students who do not engage in leader development. And what we thought we would find is that over the four-year college experience, there was a gradual increase in their ability to lead and that we could then accelerate that curve. But what we found, Eddie, is shocking, really, that those students are no better the day they graduate than the day they walked in the door. Wow. And that's what happens at most universities. And, of course, Rice is a well-respected top 15 university in, in our country. And I think that most people would sort of intuitively believe that by going to a, a great four-year college that you would come out the other end naturally as a better leader. We find no evidence for that. Uh, if, if students don't work on their ability to lead, 
there is no measurable increase in their ability to lead, which really shouldn't be surprising, but, but it is because there's a presumption of development, not a reality of it. Fantastic insights there. So not only are students getting a professionally certified, trained individual who does this at a high level through the International Coaching Federation, but just because a person is hired doesn't mean that it's automatic that they stay. They must continue to meet these high standards of measurement, and then these things feed into other systems that decisions are made on to continue to take things to the next level with students, so much so that you're seeing a big difference in the students who've received coaching versus students who've just received an education and a degree. That's correct. And I will just tell you, I'm very proud of our vendor coaches. They're part of our team. And every single one of them has proven themselves with quantitative measures uh, that they can get the job done with our students. And I will also say that there are some coaches that are able to coach at the executive level that struggle with our, our students, and they don't last very long. So if you run into someone who says they're coaching for the Door Institute, uh, you know you have a talented coach in front of you. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so uh, that's saying a lot. And that's a good point that you make that just because an individual is successful in the executive space, it doesn't necessarily transfer to the academic space. Now, some may argue, why are you doing this? Shouldn't you wait until the person's a little older and they have some life experience and they've been in in a corporation a little while? Why start now? Well, all of the research in developmental psychology suggests that a younger person is better able to learn and to pick up uh, new skills and abilities than an older person. And so whether you're teaching someone how to swim or teaching them Mandarin or you're teaching them leadership, it's much better to start early. I mean, people that are coaching in the executive space with C-level executives are going up against people in their 50s and 60s that have 40 years of practice at bad habits. And it is a much more challenging developmental task to improve someone who's older than someone who's younger. The allocation of resources in industry for leader development is an inverted pyramid. And what I mean by that is that about 50% of the resources get spent on the top 2% in the organization and the bottom 98% get the remaining 50%. Wow. And so what that means is we graduate uh, young people into industry where it's pretty likely they're not going to get very much leader development until they are significantly older. And they're missing all of that developmental opportunity, all of that ability to practice things the right way when they're junior leaders, when they should really be excelling. And we're putting Rice graduates in the position of being able to do that. You brought in Jim Coos to talk to all of the coaches at the beginning of this last term. And he said that in his research, it revealed that the average leader goes 10 years before they receive leadership training. I thought that was a staggering statistic, to your point. Yeah, exactly. And it, but this is all about resources and how resources are allocated. I think any competent leader developer would say that if they had unlimited resources, that they would begin at the very beginning and they would develop people their entire career. But, you know, resources are not unlimited in business. And the purpose of business is not to develop people. It's to provide services or make widgets or whatever the business does. And so it's incumbent upon universities 
to give industry much more highly prepared graduates. And across the country, quality of leader development and the amount of leader development in colleges and universities is remarkably poor. And we're trying to turn that around in the Door Institute and provide an example for other schools. And we share everything. We share our software. We share our techniques. Uh, we share our measurement tools. Whatever another school wants, we gladly give them uh, because we want to change this nationwide. Yeah, there's a phrase you use that I often quote, and that is that the Dora Institute is bending the arc early. Correct. Correct. We, we want to, to provide industry with graduates who are ready to lead the first day they get there. Uh, and with a 30% take rate in our university for these programs uh, and the ability, frankly, for a student who comes to Rice to be involved with the Door Institute every single semester, if they wish, uh, we are in a position to provide industry with that kind of graduate. And we've actually had a request by a company uh, to provide them a direct pipeline through the Door Institute into their company. Wow, and that's wonderful. To, yeah, we had to decline. Uh, you know, we don't want students coming to us because they think we'll get them a job. But at okay. the same time, it underscores how important it is in industry for new hires to have leadership skills. Well, thank you for sharing that. What I'd like to do now is pause for a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one -on -one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. This is Dr. Diane Hamilton. I'm CEO and founder of Tenera, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. Okay, it's time for this week's shout outs. This is the portion of the show where I take a moment to acknowledge supporters of the Keep Leading Podcast. I want to start with those who've taken time to write a review on iTunes. So Todd Greider, Stephanie Miller, and Jackie Harris, thank you. I appreciate the encouragement on iTunes, especially because people are trying to decide which podcast they should listen to next. And when they see your review and they see your star rating, that helps them make their decision. So thank you very much. And then Christine Gilroy, Kara North, Dr. William Brantley, Carolyn Monaco, and Hayward Suggs. I want to thank all of you for your social media support. You all have either written posts or you've shared the post along with your comments that I've put out. And I really appreciate you doing that. That's helpful to others as they see and hear about the Keep Leading podcast as we spread the word. Now, here's something that I'm really excited about. Now that we have a couple of episodes that are out there for people to consume, I have reports that are now becoming available to me. When I ran the report and saw that not only are we reaching the furthest parts of the United States, but we also have 10 countries listening to the Keep Leading podcast. I don't know who all of you are as individuals, but as countries, I want to welcome you and thank you for listening. So 
those of you in the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Italy, Kenya, Lebanon, Bangladesh, Switzerland, and Norway. Thank you for listening to the Keep Leading Podcast. And last but not least, I must say a special thank you to Lenovo, Western Governors University, and State Farm for making ad buys. I really appreciate your support, your endorsement of the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you all. I invite you to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast and share with your friends. Please leave a review for me on iTunes so I know you're out there and I know what you're thinking. If you leave a review for me on iTunes or share this podcast on social media, please tag me and then send me a message so I'll know. I'll send you a digital copy of my best-selling book, 140 Simple Messages to Guide Emerging Leaders. And I'll also give you a shout out on social media and on the Keep Leading Podcast. Okay, I'm speaking with Tom Kovitz. Tom Kovitz is the founding executive director of the Door Institute for New Leaders. It's a program that from the time I found out about it, I was super excited to learn about the amazing work that they were doing in the Houston community. And then I applied. It was so fortunate to get accepted to be one of the vendors providing a service to the Institute. And every day there, I'm just fascinated by how the program has grown and the breadth and depth of what it is accomplishing. You were telling us a little bit before we took the break, Tom, about what's happening and how you're sharing with other institutions. Who else is doing this? Well, you know, Seton Hall uh, has built a similar, though smaller program. They've hired my counterpart. They do operate across the university. They only have enough resources to do it for a select few students. So they're developing about 80 students a year in their program. But they're using professional people. They're using evidence-based techniques. Uh, and we've had interest from other schools. We've had visits and, and sit-downs with representatives from the University of Toronto, from West Point, from Yale, from Simmons College, and, and other schools that are interested in doing better at leader development. And measurement has really been the key. You know, a lot of money gets spent on things that people call leader development, but when you measure, there's no outcomes. You know, the silly things, the boot camps, the, the leadership speaker series where people just listen to someone and and then leave the auditorium no different than, than when they were in there. And so when you stop doing things like that, you, remarkably, there's enough money that you can do constructive things like professional coaching and professionally facilitated multi-session workshops and other things that do provide measurable benefits. Uh, that former category of, of activity we refer to as leadertainment. <laughs> there's a lot of leadertainment that's sold uh, to people who think they're getting leader development but are actually just being entertained. Well, as a professional speaker who does a little bit of that, I, I understand uh, totally what you mean. And so one of the things I've done to help my clients, in fact, I just had a, cl a client meeting yesterday, I, I explained something similar to what you said, that uh, I can give a speech that will be motivating, that will be uh, entertaining, but then when the speech is over, people go back to work. How do they continue to make the adjustments and do the things that they heard 
and enjoyed. Well, coaching is a nice compliment to that. And it's not just a matter of me, you know, trying to necessarily sell more services, but really trying to sell impact and be able to move key players to the next level. I agree with you completely. I began using professional coaches in my leader development programs in 2012 at the Yale School of Management uh, when I was building out a program there for them. And I was so impressed with the ability of professional coaches to actually increase a person's ability to lead that I really couldn't imagine not having them in a program. Not, not because I'm just enthusiastic about coaching, but because I've seen better results from that than other kinds of leader development strategies and activities. Yeah, I think I actually read about that when I was preparing for our interview. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Washington Times or if it was Inc., but one of the journals quoted you and it asked the question about when you were rolling that out at Yale, could it be possible that a place known for intellect would now start to measure people on their emotional intelligence? And so uh, it was fascinating and to be able to see what you did with that program and how people have really benefited. It's just really quite a testimony to your work in the leadership space. Yeah, people tend to settle too early uh, when they're being sold some sort of leadership program. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't take the time to ask themselves, is this really going to make a difference? And if so, how will I know? And, um, you know, we've been able to, to study this long enough now that we, we know what, what actually changes a person's ability to lead and what doesn't. And, um, and it's, it's key. Uh, we need better leaders in our country. Most of us are fairly disappointed with the quality of leaders in business and in government right now. And partly it's because we graduate about 2.2 million college students a year, most of whom who have a, a college education, but high school level leadership skills. And we're going to fix that. Interesting point. At high school level leadership skills, oftentimes I look at the work of uh, Bob Keegan and Jennifer Leahy and the, the, the stages of cognitive development that they explain. And the ideal is that some people never reach past the instinct stage, which is zero to three. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's, it's, it's sad that we, we don't develop, do a better job of developing leaders. I say sometimes tongue in cheek to friends, but I'm, I, I say it jokingly, but I'm kind of serious in that. I have more renewed faith in the future because of working with the young people at Rice and seeing just the kind of how talented they are and then how many of them have responded to coaching and some of the great stories that we get that come from the coaching sessions that really, uh, it's inspiring. And I believe that they will do a great job leading us in the future. We want to make sure that's available to uh, many students at many universities. And that's why we're so generous with giving away all of our processes, all of our practices, all of our tools. Um, we want all boats to rise. This isn't a competition to us. Indeed. And I think that's a noble thing that's happening. And it's so exciting to see other people uh, following the lead. Uh, the Rice program, the Door Institute of New Leaders program at Rice University is no longer uh, the best kept secret in town. The word is getting out. It's spreading. So much so, Tom. Let me ask, what advantage has the Door Institute for New Leaders created or given Rice University? Well, I, I think uh, what we offer is a very unique value proposition. I mean, a student can come here and engage in executive quality leader development every semester there at this university. And that can't happen anywhere else in the world right now. Uh, you know, at other schools, you have to compete to be in the top end leadership programs. They're, they're very small. 
uh, which means they're graduating an insignificant number of improved leaders. Uh, and a lot of those programs are aimed at people who are already pretty good leaders, you know, the former student body presidents and so forth. At Rice, we don't care what your background is. If you want to be a better leader, we're going to help you get there. And uh, we think that's the way that universities ought to develop students. They ought to educate them in the best way possible, and then they ought to develop them as leaders so that they can take that education and do something with it. Yes, and I believe you mentioned that the president or one of the officials at the university came and was pretty excited to share with you and the team that uh, something was happening at admissions time related to the Door Institute. Do you recall that? Well, we've got uh, we've had more applications this year than any other year, uh, twenty seven thousand plus for about a thousand slots, um, and we're seeing students who are uh, applying to Rice. Uh, write about the Door Institute in their admissions essays. Yes. And that's, very, that's a very positive development that shows that this is a special opportunity for students who want to grow during their university experience. Yes. I remember when you told that story now that people had become so attracted to it purely because of that. I had a scenario where I gave a speech in Wisconsin, and at the, I talked about my work with Door as one of the vendor coaches, and at the end of the speech, uh, one of the participants in the audience came up to me and she says, listen, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go to, she had three schools. And Rice, coincidentally, was one of the schools. So after listening to me talk about it, she asked me more questions and I didn't think anything of it. Six months later, she sends me an email. She says, hey, I'm in town because I did make my decision to go into the MBA program at Rice. And I was just so excited. I, I couldn't believe it. But she decided she wanted to go. And the Door Institute for New Leaders program was one of the things that made her think about how much different her life would be if she were a part of a leader development program in addition to a top-tier business program. Well, that's terrific to hear. We can't, uh, we can't wait to see her here. Yes. Well, she's actually wrapping up her first year now. <laughs> so that, that took place in uh, August that she reached out to me. And I've seen her around campus a few times. It's always exciting to see her. And so she's, she's doing fantastic. And so, yes, she's wrapping up the first year of her MBA program there. Well, I suspect she's got a professional coach from us. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. And so coaching isn't the only thing that the Door Institute for New Leaders offers students. Uh, can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit more? Is, is coaching the only thing you can do to develop? No, we have, uh, we have multiple other programs sufficient that if a student wants to, they could do something different every single semester they're here. For example, uh, we do excursions into the Houston business community where we bring 10 students to visit with a terrific leader. We've met with the CEO of the Museum of Fine Arts. We've met with the executive director of the Houston Ballet. Uh, we've met with the CEO of Yes Prep Schools. And we do more than just meet with these leaders. We teach our students a reflective technique called the ORCA technique, which stands for Observe, Reflect, Commit, Act. And we're literally teaching them to teach themselves about leadership when they're conversing with with other leaders. We also do multi-session workshops that are deep dives on very specific competencies like uh, managing conflict or uh, adaptive leadership. And the way those work, 
Uh, we start with a two-hour session with professional facilitators and coaches, and then there's a two-week break for our students to do a little bit of field work and do a little bit of practice. And then they come back after those two weeks and have another uh, two-hour session uh, with one another and, and with those instructors. And we find that to be much more effective than single session workshops in actually changing a person's ability to lead. Uh, we also do some group coaching on specific topics that, that our students are interested in. So there's something for just about everybody and, and uh, something for every semester if a student wants to put together a, an aggressive plan for developing themselves. And yes. for us, students are always clients. So they get to develop, uh, along with us, their plan for development. We don't dictate any specific path for them. We don't uh, impose on them our own definition of leadership. We allow those students to come up with, with that uh, themselves based on where they're headed and what their aspirations and goals are. So we're very tailored to each student's experience here. Yes, and that's another key differentiator. It's a different experience for the students sometimes when they sit in front of the coach because they feel like they're sitting in front of their professor until we explain to them that no, uh, we will let you develop as a leader the way you want to develop, not a predefined method that we think works best. So that's always nice for them to see that they're in control. Yeah, and it's a, it's a new role for them. You know, they've spent their whole lives trying to please teachers and professors and parents. And now all of a sudden they're in a situation where a professional person is trying to please them and yes. trying to get <laughs> their expectations for development. And um, we think that's terrific. Uh, it's for some of our students, it's the first time they've really personally taken charge of where they're headed. Yes. Yeah, so you all have put together an amazing a series of steps for leader development. And to me, perhaps one of the capstones for some students is every semester, you all are doing something really unique with Coach Rice uh, for students. A select group of students get a chance to go through Coach Rice. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what Coach Rice is? Yes. Yeah, so Coach Rice uh, is our coach certification course. And we offer that to the Houston community, to the public, through the Glasscock School of Continuing Studies. But we also teach the identical course to about 50 students a year. So that Rice students that are intensely interested in having leader development be one of their personal skills, they can take the same curriculum as professional co coaches do and be eligible to be certified as a professional coach through the International Coach Federation if they follow through and do the proper mentor coaching and, and coach enough clients. No yes. other school in the country does that to my knowledge. Uh, and we offer that to students, like all of our programs, free of charge. Yes, that's the part that's just so staggeringly amazing to me. And I share this with students that Coach Rice is certifying people and it costs a lot of money to get certified. The tuition is $7,000 starting with the uh, September session. And Coach Rice is turning out more coaches for the Houston community. People are coming from every walk of life and every profession. But the amazing thing is you offer that to the students at no charge. And so it becomes a life skill that they're able to take with them. I had a student who qualified for it this last semester, and I'm so excited for him uh, because he's 19 years old. So he's completed his coaching on his own, 
he completed some sessions of what we call activation, the leadership workshops, and he completed Coach Rice. So his career will be very different than anyone else's age. He's he has a true competitive advantage because of the program. Yeah, he he really will. I mean, can you imagine? And we've had employers who have actually called us and said, you know, I'm I'm looking at this Rice graduate and I'm thinking about employing him and and he says that he has been trained as a professional coach. That couldn't be possible, could it? <laughs> no, that's that's true. You know, they've they've had sixty hours of ICF accredited training, and they have really good coaching skills. And I will tell you, our students can coach as when they're finished with that course, they coach as well as any other graduates of that course, as any of the adults. They have the same skill set, and they are very adept at applying. Yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier, right? It's better when you're teaching young people. For us as coaches who got trained later in life, you know, for me, it's always hard to turn off the consultant who wants to give the answer. But for these younger students, this is all they know. So they start off knowing the right way to do it. So I look at this young man and I say, wow, when he gets to be my age, he's going to be just scary because <laughs> he, he'll have all these years of practice. Can you imagine if you had a, you know, a 24, 25-year-old boss you know you were a direct report to them and that person has that level of coaching skill and ability i mean they're really ready to be a supervisor at that point exactly and they get a chance to enter in a way that unlike what jim cooch the author of the leadership challenge says it's 10 years before a manager gets the training uh, from the company rice is allowing people to go and go into the company already trained already ready to coach so it's fantastic so, Tom, if we pull this all together, uh, it sounds like what we're saying in our conversation today is that the educational model is broken and that higher education needs to professionalize their leader development. Is that what you would say? That's exactly correct. And we're working hard on an objective rating for colleges and universities so that we can give them a, a reflection themselves as to where they stand in terms of professionalism and leader development. And we hope to have that rating fielded sometime next year. Oh, wonderful. That's great news. On the Keep Leading podcast, we are focusing on leader development as this conversation is done, but we also like to give people just a couple of words of wisdom they can take with them to help them keep leading. Do you have a leadership quote you can share with us? Well, you know, I've been doing this kind of work for 25 years, so I, I probably have a million of them. But the one that's on my mind a lot lately is by John Doerr, who, uh, along with his wife Anne, helped found the Doerr Institute. And what he's fond of saying is that ideas are easy, execution is everything. Mm. And that's how we operate at the Doerr Institute. Uh, we, we've had some good ideas, I think. But the reason we're being successful is that we execute at the highest level of professionalism that we know, and we measure our outcomes. And I think any leader, if any leader that takes that uh, approach to their business is likely to be successful. Running startups, you know, the Door Institute is my fifth startup myself. All startups were leader development enterprises. And... The ability to execute is what makes the difference between success and failure in a startup. It's not the big idea. It's the ability to execute. And of course, John Doerr has built companies like Google and Amazon.com and Drugstore.com, Sun Microsystems, Compaq. And that's what he's looking for in the leadership of those companies is somebody that can execute. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I also want to let people know uh, something that I only recently learned, and that is that you wrote a book entitled An Extremist Leadership, Leading as If Your Life Depended on It. And I just love the title. I love the idea of leading as if your life depended on it. So we want to encourage folks to uh, look for that on Amazon and pick up a copy. And maybe I can have you back one day to talk about that book because I'm fascinated by that as well. I'd be happy to do that, Eddie. And something else that I saw that you wrote before, uh, why leaders make bad decisions in one of your Harvard articles, and you use this phrase, moral intuition. And I thought that was pretty powerful. So yeah, I could just talk to you for hours, but <laughs> thank you for being on the show today. Tell people where they can learn more about you and the Door Institute. Well, you know, the Door Institute's easy to find. When you Google it, it's at door.rice.edu. And uh, we've got many of our metrics out there. We have reports out there to our board. And you know, our board is pretty impressive. We've got Al Gore, we've got Colin Powell, we've got Carolyn Miles, the CEO of Save the Children, and a number of other notables that are helping us on a weekly basis to make sure that we're doing the best job we can here for Rice. Yes, I often forget about that. Yes, the, the level of sponsorship behind this is just incredible. So this will definitely be in the show notes for those who you're driving or doing whatever you're doing as you listen to this show. Uh, we'll put that in there so you get the right spelling of door, D-O-E-R-R, but door.rice.edu. And boy, I, I can't thank you enough, General Cole. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You bet, Eddie. Thank you for having me. Well, that concludes this episode, everyone. This is Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we can put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So whatever you're doing, always, Keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.